the cave i'm the warden this is episode seven of inside the cave and be sure to follow on facebook instagram and twitter at itc sportscast subscribe on itunes at inside the cave because when you do new episodes drop directly into your podcast widget and makes things a hell of a lot easier and makes everybody's day just a little bit brighter when a new episode comes out also you can listen on soundcloud at itc sportscast as well if that makes it much easier now what a week it was for sporting wise it was a hell of a week as we sit here on this saturday morning starting off uh last week with kind of picking up where we left off ben mcadoo and reese are out the dough out in new york football giant town both axed just a week after electing to bench Eli Manning for Geno Smith. And that decision, well, I mean, did it cost them, perhaps? Was Ben McAdoo coming back next year? Probably not. Is Eli Manning going to be coming back next year? Now, that's an interesting take, now that Ben McAdoo's out. See, the thing is with this, and we kind of reflected on it a little bit last week, is Eli does not have the pieces around him right now to be great. He doesn't have... The weapons. He lost, you know, top three receiver in the league this year. And I would say Odell Beckham is top three. There's Brown, there's Julio, there's OBJ. So you lose a top three weapon, that's going to hurt you. You know, so you lose a big piece like that, then you lose Brandon Marshall, and then you lose Sterling Shepard. That's, that's not going to help you win football games when you're losing, you know, your top three receiving core. <laughs> like you usually have a wide receiver one, a wide receiver two, a wide receiver three. You lose all three in one week at a, a certain point in the season. You're not going to be g- doing well moving forward. And then the fact that they don't have a good offensive line, they don't have a great run game, it makes things a hell of a lot harder for Eli Manning. So will he be back next year? Does he want to be back next year? I, I actually truly believe that Eli Manning does want to be back in a New York Giants uniform next season I think he wants to remain a giant for the rest of his career whether that happens or not only time will tell I do truly believe Eli Manning will be back next year in New York just based on the fact that I think that's just the only kind of place he wants to play now if there was a deal that could strike with the Jaguars because wow could they you know Blake Borders has been playing better of late but Eli Manning, I think, would be an upgrade. You have that defense, end your career in some nice warm weather. Ties with Tom Coughlin, who's with the Jaguars organization. That would be a move that would make sense. Or perhaps the Denver Broncos. Of course, Peyton Manning played for the Denver Broncos. And John Elway is none too pleased with his football team, stating that is an embarrassing here. He's embarrassed of how his team has played this year. John, you don't have the fucking pieces, bud. Your defense can only win you so much. I mean, when you look back when they won the Super Bowl, Eli or Peyton Manning, sorry, did shit all in that game. But he had some games where, you know, 
you still have to make some plays. And he did that along the line through the season, through the playoffs. It just so happened that in the Super Bowl, he did absolutely jack shit. But hey, there's ring number two for you. Denver does not have the pieces this year for that. Not whatsoever. So we'll see about that. But I still think that Eli Manning will remain a football giant, a New York giant, uh, heading into next year. Unless unless he truly actually wants out, I don't think the team's going to ship him out. Uh, but again, that's a thing that will only time will tell. Now, moving on to the Monday night football game, the bloodbath between the Steelers and the Bengals. Absolute bloodbath. People getting taken out left, right, and center. Juju Smith-Schuster now suspended a game. Iloka actually had a hit on Antonio Brown in the end zone. He got his suspension taken away, revoked down to just a fine. And a lot of that, I think, has to do with the Smith-Schuster standing over top of Vontez Perfect. Of course, that's not a great look, and that look is going to get you suspension. And also... Ryan Shazier with a scary injury in that game. And, uh, you know, hopefully all goes well. I know he's going to be getting, or just recently, I think he may have gotten the spinal surgery now, um, obviously out for the season and, um, you know, football career in jeopardy. But at the end of the day, it's just a football game. And, um, you know, more importantly is that he can make a quick and healthy recovery. Um, And we wish Ryan Shazier all the best in that but hopefully he does um football you know it's just a game it's unfortunate especially how young he is he's only 25 years old i mean he's only been in the league i think three seasons or something like that so it's it's sad to see especially when it's just somebody trying to make a tackle but at the end of the day looked a lot scarier than it was i mean he wasn't moving his legs at the time so if he can come out of this being able to walk football is not an option anymore i think at the end of the day obviously you're going to take your legs over a game so hopefully again Shazier gets a speedy and healthy and quick recovery. But back to Juju Smith-Schuster. I think the fine in the penalty there that he got was because he was standing over perfect. Whether he knew, I think he said he doesn't know that it was him, whether he did or not, after he made the hit. Uh, The standover taunt, I think that's kind of what kept the suspension going. Uh, That's just not a good look for the NFL when you do something like that. And we have a clip here. If you haven't heard, this is also not a great look for the NFL. And it's funny, too, because it's Antonio Brown yet again in the dressing room. If you remember last year, he had that Facebook Live feed going during, I think it was in the postseason. Now, I'm not, I, I, I can't, not 100% accurate on that. I'm pretty sure it was on the postseason or a very pivotal game. I think the Pats were coming up, and um, which is funny, too, because they are coming up next week here after this week. But uh, he had that Facebook Live going to a lot of heat from it because Tomlin was talking some shit, I believe, about the Pats. And here's a clip here of Juju Smith-Schuster talking to the media about this hit on Vontez Perfect. And just listen to what Antonio Brown has to say in the background. You're not going to be able to miss it. Here it is. Man, sure, I got straight cash on it. Also, also karma. That's not me. No, it's I called karma. I apologize for that. And it's called with karma. That, with that being said, uh, it's called karma. I mean, there was a lot of that happening both ways. Yeah. Just one of those nights where I mean, a lot of guys are going down. Yeah. That's the right hit. What was your reaction after the hit once you were standing over him? Man, I should not like man. I, I messed up. You know, I messed up. You know, not. So, as you can hear, clear as day, 
Antonio Brown obviously has some history with Vontez Burfick repeating karma. Karma. It's called karma. Not a great look for the NFL because Antonio Brown is basically saying, you got this coming. And these two teams do not like each other. It's probably the best rivalry in the NFL going right now. And the Steelers always seem to be involved in these rivalries. It's like Steelers, Ravens was really good for a while. And now it's it's Steelers, Bengals. These are must-watch football games. Now, whether you like it or not, I've heard a lot of people say they were disgusted by the game. I, the way I look at it, it is football. It's a dangerous game. It's a, it's a man's game. If you heard comments, of, I was thinking about playing the clip of Mike Mitchell that everybody's probably heard. He's just saying it's a man's game. He's worried about who he has to hit and everything. I tend to agree with him to that extent. You kind of know what you're signing up for when you play football. I mean, you're making millions of dollars. There's not, you know, it's not guaranteed money, but you're making a shit ton of money. I mean, if you look at, you know, your life, my life, you know, not everybody is going to want to play football, but I'd love to be in the NFL. I'd love to be in the NFL. You're making a lot of money because there's a lot of risks involved. That's, that's kind of how it works, right? If there's a lot of risk involved in a job, you tend to pay, get paid more money. Because there's risks involved in the game. So in that sense, you know, I understand where the league aspect is coming from because you have to look at this. They don't want to get sued. They've had legal issues with head trauma and injuries down the line. I I can see it just from both sides. Mike Mitchell makes a good point that it is a man's game and this is what you signed up for and you know what you signed up for. But from the league aspect of it, you have to kind of keep things in control as well. And that's not a good look. That's not a good look from Antonio Brown when you have him saying it's karma, it's almost like saying that they were planning on taking out Perfect at some point. It wasn't a matter of if, it was kind of a matter of when a Steeler was going to get a, a shot on Vontez Perfect. So, I mean, I know Juju Smith-Schuster's a rookie this year. He hasn't been a part of the rivalry, but I'm sure he hears everything. And like I said, I'm not 100% sure if he even knew who he was hitting at that time because everything's going so fast and you know you turn your body, somebody's coming across the middle you know, you're looking to make a play. You're looking to make a block. So whether he did or did not, I think it's just kind of be up in the air. Um, only the people inside that Pittsburgh Steeler locker room are truly going to know the facts on that. But I, I thought, it, you know, a lot, like I said, a lot of people were disgusted by it. I thought it was just a good, hard-hitting rivalry football game. It was Monday night. I mean, the pub was pretty electric. I was at a pub watching the second half. And, you know, the crowd was really into it. And, and you know, sometimes... If you have games that are like that, I mean, not every week, weekend, week out, you want it to be crazy like that. But if you have games like that once in a while, I don't think it's entirely bad for the league because they're fairly rare. I mean, you don't see this very often. So um, from that aspect, I don't think it was the worst thing for the league. Now, the Antonio Brown thing, that wasn't a good look for the league saying the whole karma thing. But it's said and done. Looks like there's going to be no repercussion for it, nor there should be. Uh, Shifting gears out of football for a sec before we dive back in, because another big story of the week was Russia, you're out. Out of the fucking Olympics. Russia, you cheating cocksuckers, you. Out of the Olympics. This dates back to the Sochi doping. Now, I have, there's also a documentary. I have not, I tried to watch it yesterday. My Wi Fi was fucking around. Did not get a chance to watch. I was trying to watch it. It There's a really good documentary, and I'm saying it's really good before I've even seen it. I understand that. But it's called Icarus, and it's based on kind of the doping scandals involving Russia and the Olympics. And I've heard nothing but good things about it. So I'm going to go on a limb now and say I suggest you watch it if you haven't. I know I'm going to and that could, because I've heard nothing but good things. It seems like it's good if you're a doc buff, if you're a sports doc buff. 
I feel like you cannot go wrong with this. And I say I like to feel like I have a good sense and taste in film. And I think this is going to be a slam dunk must watch documentary, especially with how everything just came out now. Now, I've thought about it too. I kind of thought, you know, I was kind of picking my brain when it was coming to the Olympics because Russian, Russian athletes can still participate. They just won't be under the Russian banner. If they win a medal, no anthem, no Russian anthem. They wouldn't be representing Russia. And I thought to myself, would I want to go to the Olympics? Because this is something that you train for for years, right? It's not just like a you just kind of get in. You train for a lot for years. You don't make a lot of money, if any, doing so. And I think, yeah, you would want to go because of all the effort and everything you put in. Would it suck not being able to represent your country? Yeah, it would suck. But there's some things you have to do for yourself, and this would be one of them. I mean, if you win a medal, you win a medal. You, you will always have that. You will always have that medal that you won at the Olympic Games. So, of course, you do go if you can. You lose a little bit of the limelight, though, that comes with winning a medal for your country. You, if you win a gold medal, you are a superstar for a month-long time after the fact of the Olympics. You can get endorsements. It can help you down the road. Now, not saying that you wouldn't get endorsements and stuff if you don't participate under a country's banner that you represent but I think you would hurt you a little bit down the line but it's absolutely something that you have to go into because you've trained so hard so long that it would be I think absolutely ridiculous not to go but Russia learn not to cheat you fucks that's the name of the game I mean the end of the day just don't fuck around Russians are so intense with their Olympic Games, and they just pissed it all the fucking way. And I, I fucking, I kind of, a part of me loves it a little bit. A part of me loves it a little bit. I know it's a little bit of a dick thing to say, but a part of me is like, fuck you, Russia. Like, don't, don't fuck around. It's that simple. Don't fuck around, and you will not pay consequences. But you fucked around, and you're going to pay some consequences. Because a lot of the, this is what Russia and a lot of countries, and this is a kind of a direct quote, I don't remember quite the quote, but this is a guy from Icarus because I heard him doing interviews and stuff beforehand. And he was saying the Olympic Games, and this is I think this is a, a spot-on quote, Olympic Games are like war without the weapons. It's like war without the weapons. It's just war through sport, country versus country versus country versus country. And Russia wants to win. They wanted to win so badly in Sochi. They wanted that hockey title or that hockey gold medal, so bad in Sochi, and it was sweet, sweet, sweet fucking justice that they didn't get it, baby. So Russia, one more time, fuck you, you cheating cock suckers. Now back to football, as we hop out of that, uh, the Thursday night football game, Saints-Falcons, that just passed. What a weird game it was. It was a weird game. A lot of players, especially on the Saints side of the ball, that were getting hurt. I mean, are the, is the NFL going to get rid of these Thursday games? Because Drew Brees was none too pleased about it after the game. They lose Kamara on their first drive of the game. Now, that was due to a concussion. That is the one where I say that doesn't matter if you're playing Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. doesn't matter. That's just somebody was low or, you know, Kamara kind of went down crouching and then got hit in the head. That's if you get hit in the head there on any day of the week. You're going down. But a lot of Saints guys went down with different types of injuries, ligament injuries, and that is a part of Thursday football, I believe. I mean, the stats are there. Drew Brees 
like I said, was none too pleased. He said it was 100% due to the fact of playing on Thursday night football. Is the NFL going to get rid of Thursday night football? Probably not. Do I like Thursday night football? Not really. I could do without it. I like it and I don't. This year's been a bit better. There's actually been some decent games. But in years past, it's been fairly shitty all the way through. This year, it's been okay. I don't mind, obviously. I mean, if you want to have the Thanksgiving games, you're not going to get rid of those. Go for it. The one suggestion I would ever have is just after... you You don't start the Thursdays until Thanksgiving. You play them Thanksgiving, you roll them through. If you get unlucky and you got to play on one of them, you do. But those games aren't going anywhere. And if they do... You know, the players are probably just going to have to get paid less because that's a little bit less revenue getting chucked around. So I, I can see where Drew Brees is coming from, and I tend to agree with him just on the fact that some of the injuries we've seen this year, Richard Sherman went down on a Thursday. You know, now you got you know, the Saints lost a shit ton of guys that game, a game that they probably should have won, could have won. So I, in that sense, I totally agree with Drew Brees. And, I mean, the facts are there. Now, is it 100% due to that? Maybe not. Could some of those guys have gotten hurt on Sunday? Absolutely. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it's just one of those things that Thursday's not going anywhere, folks. You're stuck with it. Whether you like it or not, I could do without it. I really don't care about it. I watch it because it's on, but I wouldn't be screaming bloody murder if Thursdays were just fucking off the TV. I don't give a fuck. It's on because I, I watch it because it's on. I watch it because I'm in fantasy. And a lot of the times, not a lot of times, but some of the time, you might have some guys playing, so you're going to watch your guys, right? Speaking of that, fantasy playoffs have started, and if you are in a league where they haven't started, then you're fucked. Or whoever your owner is or your commissioner is, is fucking stupid. Because why, why would you not have them start this week? How can you have a league that has week 17 as your championship final. If you're in a league like that, get the fuck out now. Get the fuck out now. That is just stupid. You see quarterbacks sit. You see players rest for the playoffs. Get that shit out of here. I would never join a league that had week 17 wrapping shit up. That is just one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever heard. Luckily for me, I'm in the playoffs. Came in first in my league, 14-man league. But that's all out the window now. It doesn't matter now. Absolutely does not. Had a 10-3 and record. Put that shit all out the window. It's all luck of the draw now, right? You just got to pray for no injuries. Pray everybody stays healthy. And let it fucking fly from there. And uh, we'll wrap things up here quickly. Taking a look at the NFL. That uh, Well, the, the game's tomorrow. And it's a decent schedule this week. It's not too bad. Last week's was shit. It was just not a lot of compelling games. And first things first, the early games. Raiders at the Chiefs. Both 6-6. Six and six. This is a AFC West division leading game. Winner will take the division lead while the Chargers play later against the Redskins in the late games. But this is a very intriguing matchup. And who would have thought three weeks ago that the Raiders and the Chiefs would mean anything? I certainly didn't. I mean, the Raiders have just kind of slowly crept up. Just very quietly just gotten back in the mix thanks to the Chiefs' plummet. Let's not forget the Chiefs were 5-0. and oh. And now they are 6-6, six 1-5 and six, one and five in their last six. Ooh, that is some nasty shit. So that is a very good game to keep an eye on in the morning. And also the Vikings at the Panthers. 10-2 and two Vikings at the 8-4 and four Panthers with that NFC South now getting even tighter. Uh, this is a big game for the Panthers and a big game for the Vikings if they want to keep their hopes on a bye alive. 
Very good game. So those are the two morning games that uh, everybody's going to keep an eye on. Raiders at the Chiefs and the Vikings at the Panthers, which I, in fact, think the Panthers are going to win. And I think the Chiefs are going to get back on track and take that one as well. And then the late slate of games, two big ones as well. There's five in the afternoon, but there's two that everybody's going to be keeping their eye on. At the Eagles at the Rams and the Seahawks at the Jaguars. Eagles-Rams. Rams also looking for that buy. Eagles looking to bounce back after a loss to the Seahawks. And the Seahawks at the Jags. That is a very interesting game. Seahawks not the best team on the road. And the Jaguars' defense is stymie. And it's going to be a very interesting game. I'm very much looking forward to watching that. And we cap things off in the night game, which is also good. Ravens at the Steelers. Ravens fighting with the for a playoff spot. Bills have an easy matchup in the morning against the Colts, so you think they would take that one. So a very big game for the Ravens because Bills win against the Colts. A very winnable game. It's at home. They should have no business losing that game to a dome team. It's going to be cold in Buffalo, possibly snow. That is a must-win game for the Bills and a must-win game for the Ravens. I think the Steelers take it, though it is division football, though it is the Ravens. I think the Steelers take it. And all of a sudden, heading into Week 15, you can find the Buffalo Bills sitting in a playoff spot. And then we wrap things up finally Monday night with a snoozer as it's the Pats at the Dolphins. Unless you have any fantasy implications, which there should be tons of fantasy players involved in that game, you really don't give two fucks. That's going to conclude this episode of Inside the Cave. Don't forget what the warden says fucking goes baby be sure again one more time one more time to follow on facebook instagram twitter itc motherfucking sportscast scratch the motherfucking part but at itc sportscast subscribe on itunes at inside the cave and we will see you next motherfucking week thanks for tuning in